friends. Welcome to the Unlikely Mentors Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Mitzi. And each week, we'll share tidbits of wisdom we've learned through life and through our rather unusual friendship. Welcome to episode number 10. Mitz, can you believe that we're hitting double digits with our episode numbers today? I know, it's crazy. It has flown by, but also feels like we've been doing this for a long time, probably because we started talking about this in January, but... It's awesome. So we're loving it. Anyways, today we are talking about the best advice that we've ever gotten. And I found it really hard to choose and narrow it down. So I narrowed it down to three. How many are you sharing today, Mitz? Well, I wanted to do four since you were doing three, but I'll stick with three also. (laughs) Good. Way to conform to what I'm doing. Uh, And it was actually a little bit hard for me because two of my favorite quotes we've talked about in other episodes with It's the Start That Stops Most People, which was episode number five, and then uh, the I Don't Have To, I Get To, which was just last week in episode number nine. So... Technically, so get I get creative. five, right? I get five, really. So yeah. if you want to have the fourth, Mitz, you, you, we can sneak it in. Um, so will you share your first one with us, Mitz? What's your first best advice anyone's given you? I will. And I'm, I am, here's a disclaimer. I don't know if this is the best advice. These are some really great things that people have taught me that I use very regularly. Yeah. So when your friend hears that you didn't share her advice, she shouldn't be offended because exactly it or was I'll good advice. Of... Still, it just yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Didn't I agree. Come up today. Agree. So the one that I've probably been aware of the longest is the quote: "Do the next right thing," mm, and that yeah. was actually from uh, our good friend Greg Schwier. He's not only a good friend, but he's a um, uh, a businessman and a pretty smart fellow. And the way that this works is when you're feeling like your life is full of chaos, even if it's um, just in the moment. I mean, if you are at home and have a crying baby and a three-year-old who needs your attention and you're on the phone with somebody and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Or if you're at work and you have three reports to write and you're supposed to be at a meeting and you want to uh, get some other things on your list done and you're just, everything's kind of swirling around in your head. If you apply, do the next right thing, it suddenly becomes clear. And when I say the right thing, that doesn't necessarily mean um, it has to be a, a moral question. Mm. But uh, for example, I this isn't a, an example with myself, but this is something that's going on with a friend of mine. She is in the middle of, um, she's selling her house, she's buying a house, she's made big plans for the summer, and she's she just texted me and she said, my head is spinning, I'm not sleeping, I don't. I don't know, you know, what what I should do next. And so I texted back and I just said, so, you know, y- y- what's the r- next right thing? Yeah. Um, you, you can't worry about selling your house. You can't call and make things happen any sooner than they are. So what can you do? And she thought about it and um, she's going to start packing the kitchen because that's mm. the next right thing that she can do in yeah. this situation. So it took all this confusion and biting of nails and narrowed it down to just the the one thing that you can do right now that's kind of in your control. 
I love that. I, I think like, yeah, those big decisions are so overwhelming when you look at them, you know, like far away and over. And so, yeah, just finding that one next thing to do. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. Okay. That's a good one. My first one is, I don't know where I heard this, but it's enjoy this moment. This moment is life. And it's maybe a little more of like a mantra instead of advice, but here's why I love it. I first heard this in college Mm -hmm. um, and I was studying at University of Michigan's biological station for the summer. And so it was like my first time, like really living away from my parents. And, and there was, it was really fun. Don't get me wrong. I, loved that experience but there were like some hard times I was lonely you know making friends and and so this quote really stuck with me then of like enjoy this time because this is what you're get. this is what you get and this is what what I chose at that time um and I I really did it's like living in the moment and so I I actually looked this up to see if I could find like if it had an author of this quote and Mm -hmm. it didn't but when I was looking I saw a lot of these quotes that said enjoy every moment of your life and that struck me as like wait I'm not going to enjoy every moment of my life because there's going to be some really hard stuff that I go through that I just don't enjoy right like when my dog died in high school there's no way to enjoy that Right. And, and so I like the quote, enjoy this moment because this is like, it makes you stop and think right now, instead of feeling this pressure to enjoy every single moment of your life, enjoy enjoy this one, this one, right. This, this one will never happen again. Right. Right. And, and looking back at being at the biological station, like I, I was right. That moment never was going to happen again. And what a cool experience. Um, you you can't go back, and so I'm glad that I did enjoy it. It's it's a little bit like mindfulness, focusing on the here uh-huh. and now and what you're doing, and I love that. I yeah. also just have to say that my um, summers in college were not spent at a biological <laughs> station. I was probably having a little bit more fun at the beach than you. Oh. Don't worry. I had my share of fun at the biological station. So, okay. <laughs> okay yeah. What's number two? Everybody's got something big going on. Mm. And this, I actually heard this oh, maybe 15 years ago. Um, it was actually in church where, you know, I hear a lot of good things, but um, there is a, a guest speaker. His name is Robin Wood, and he was a pastor and a speaker and just this awesome guy. And he, his message was about really kind of about hurting people and how we don't always know what's in the background of um, somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And so he said, everybody's got something big going on. And um, we we thought about that. And you know how you see people or you see families or you see a coworker and they look like they have it all together. Right. And it's just like, wow, that, that would be nice. But in reality, we know that nothing is perfect for anybody and everybody's got something mm-hmm. big going on at any given moment and one of the ways that I apply this and this is just really every day very daily it's like you're uh, at the grocery store with your mask on of course checking out <laughs> of and course. the um, 
checkout person is like not very nice and not very friendly. And my first reaction sometimes is like, wow, she's a crabby person. I wonder mm-hmm. what's wrong with her. And then I put this these glasses on of everybody's got something big going on. And I think, you know what? I have no idea where she came from when she went to work today. Um, if things are going on with her kids or her husband or aging parents or finances. I don't know mm-hmm. that. But what I have to assume is that everybody's hurting in some way. Yeah. And if if they're not Pollyanna and singing songs of joy all the time, then then it's probably because there's stuff going on. And yeah. if I can if I can think that way, I can offer people grace and and a lot of times when I do that, I then am extra friendly and say something extra nice um, sincerely but yeah. it, it really kind of changes the the way I see people who maybe aren't um, always as pleasant as I would like them to be right right I love that I think that's empathy is that empathy or sympathy empathy empathy it's empathy right feeling yes. yeah yeah understanding I, where they're coming from yeah yeah that's really awesome that's a good one, Mitz. Thanks. My next one is actually given by a really wise mentor of mine named Mitzi Tompkins. <gasps> and- I know her. <laughs> Do tell. I know. So I'll say the, the quote you told me first. The quote was, to flirt with my husband. And so this is maybe a little marriage oriented, but I think it applies. I'll tell why I think it applies to everyone in just a second. But there was sometimes in marriage, I get a little too serious. And that's Mm. just who I am as a person. I, I take things very seriously. And so there, I think there was a time that Chris and I were, were just in a phase of seriousness, like yeah. talking about finances and decisions and house renovations. And you, we were on a run and you stopped, you stopped me and you were like, you need to flirt with him. Like you need to lighten the mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember going home, he was standing at the counter and I had a glass of water that w- had like a little bit left in it. And he mm-hmm. said something and I like threw the water at him, Oh, which, oh, how flirty, right? Okay. This is, that's where I, what I could do. So I like threw this water at him in like a playful way yeah. and he did not know what to do because we had been so stuck in this like seriousness. He didn't right. expect that he, and he kind of looked at me and I couldn't tell if he was going to get mad or like play along and he went with the playful side thankfully that's why chris is yeah he's awesome and then we like broke the mood a little bit and i have found i think we both found that that works when we really are getting at each other we one of us like is overly flirty or overly affectionate and it like breaks that seriousness and so flirting with your husband here's why I think it it applies to many relationships is that there's times when all relationships get so serious and And so what is yeah essentially what you're telling me is like lighten the mood right and relationships need that friendships need that if you're with a friend every single day and all you talk about is the hard stuff that's gonna no right no one neither of you are going to want to get together anymore because it's not right. that fun. Um, and so I, I just sort of thought of it in that way too. Like it can apply to any relationship, even though you're not flirting with your friend that 
lighten it up, talk about fun stuff. Lighthearted, affectionate, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And have you done it today? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, I'll take that as a no. Okay, well, you know what your homework is. <laughs> yep, that's right. Good thing it's only one o'clock in the afternoon. We've got time. We've got time. Uh, okay, last one, Mitz. This one is kind of related to the first one I talked about, about doing yeah. the next right thing. This is called um, Run the Mile You're In. Mm-hmm. And I love this because it's applicable to so many things. And I mean, it's a running metaphor, of course. But um, so I've run a lot of marathons in my life. And the way I run marathons or any race of any length is I run one mile at a time. Because if I, for, for a marathon in particular, if I look at 26 miles... I think, oh my gosh, I can't run 26 miles. I can't even right. really drive 26 miles. Right. What I do is I say I can run one mile and I actually have a special watch and I just do one mile at a time and I look at my time and think, oh, that's good or oh, that's yeah. fast or slow or whatever. And then I do the next mile. And, I, and I've always said I have never run 26.2 miles, mm. but I've run, 20, I've run one mile 26 times and yeah. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And the way I apply that in my life is if I have like this really busy day that's going to start early and I'm going to work and I've got a couple of reports to write and some letters of recommendation and I have a couple of meetings and then um, when I get done with work, I've got to do a bunch of errands and then get home in time to do this. And I just think, oh my gosh, I it's only six in the morning and I got to do this till nine at night. I can't do that. Yeah. So what I do is wait, stop. The first thing I have to do is, you know, if, however I start my morning, if I'm going to go for a run and then a shower and and then get in the car and, and I just keep doing one task at a time. And I can do one task. I can't do whatever it is, 15 hours of work, but right. I can do 20 minutes or one hour at a time. And I um, when I'm running the mile that I'm in, I'm focused on that task at hand. My mind isn't wandering to the other 14 things that need to get done, which can be overwhelming. But I can just do my thing. It's a little bit like that mindfulness thing again. I can focus yeah. on right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I apply that in so many different ways. And I think you should too. No, I love that. I think I've heard a similar quote of be where your feet are, meaning like Uh, be present where you're at. And I I always think about that at staff meetings because I bring my computer and I want to work on like a different thing while the meeting is going on. Sorry if my Mm. principal's listening, but I need to be present where I'm at and, and running the mile that I'm in would be listening and engaging in the conversations that are happening in that meeting. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Which is awesome. Good. Okay, I have one more. And that is, well, let me set this one up. So I was sitting at parent-teacher conferences this past fall. And I actually like parent-teacher conferences because I really enjoy talking to parents and like seeing where their kids come from. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I know this student, like, give me some background. And I was talking to um, a mom of a student who I just love. She mm-hmm. she is kind and fun and works hard and all the things. And 
so we were joking and I was pretty much just telling her how much I love her daughter. And Mm -hmm. she was getting up to walk away. And I said, well, actually what, like, tell me how you raised Laura. What, Mm -hmm. what advice can I have as a parent? Because I want to do what you did. Right. With my girls. Like I want to do all the things. And this was her advice. She says, I pray to have wisdom before I know that I need it. And this is like pretty obvious maybe, but the idea of, I don't know what the trials are going to be. And it doesn't have to be parenting, but let's use parenting as an example. I don't know what the next trial is going to be with Adley. But right now, I'm praying that God gives me wisdom for that trial. For when it's uh, going to occur. Exactly. And and I found myself then doing this for my job or my relationship with Chris, um, right. just praying for wisdom. And I'm reading through the Bible still. We talked about that in a different episode. And show off. I'm, yeah, I'm reading the, ch- I'm going to, here's what a show off I am. I don't exactly know what chapter I'm in, but I know I'm talking about King Solomon. Okay. So like He's the a kings, wise guy, yeah. The king's area of the Bible. And he, this is what he prayed. He, he could ask God for anything he wanted, and he asked for wisdom. And my mind yeah. is just blown by that, and I yes. want to be like that. Yeah. Uh, whiz, like how awesome. Of a thing, so that was a little preachy of me, but that one truly, she said it this fall, and I have not stopped thinking about it. So I, I, I thought I might need to share. Well, and each day brings something different, whether you're at work or you're at home or you're doing some, you're on vacation. Each day is going to bring challenges and decisions. So mm-hmm. to pray for wisdom to handle things in the best way is really yeah. smart. Yeah, I thought that was. Of course, her daughter is amazing because she's been praying for wisdom for her yeah. whole life. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mitz, do you have a fourth one or are you good with three? You feel like you got your I, three out? You know, I'm good. I think that um, we need to close out here pretty soon because I need to go do some <laughs> yoga or yeah, do you, some kind of mindfulness thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 So all of these quotes, I'm going to list in the show notes, the episode notes, which generally it's it depends where you're listening to your podcast, but you can find if you click on the episode and there's usually like a details button or something like that. And so if you didn't have a pen to write down a quote, feel free to look there. We also will be posting them on Instagram this week. And so if you want to head over there, and I think we'll save them in our stories as well, um, so that you can look back and you're like, oh my gosh, what was that quote they said? We got you. We'll post it. As always, we appreciate you listening. We would love if you checked out Instagram, left us a review. Ultimately, we just hope you're doing well and want you to have an awesome week. Bye.